You gotta let me get this shit. You got the white one, bro. Come on. Yeah. yeah he came to the club like two weeks ago, and the lady charged him at the door. So we came on. We like, y'all look pushing in for free, right? She was like, ooh. I was like. Let's go buy this man a drink. She charged that nigga full price to get in. That nigga made a hundred dollars to get in the club, bro. For him, it's like I was like, nigga, he's OG Atlanta. He's good to come in this bitch. Yeah, she charged Pastor Troy to come in the strip club, bro. That's when you don't know no better, man. She did. She was like, I didn't even know him. I was like, baby, how old are you? We do. When y'all record, I'll tell y'all. But man, yeah, I felt so bad. I was like, what the fuck? Honestly, it's all about knowing. If you don't know. And I, I guess I don't know. I'm from Atlanta, you know, like. But we know everybody that's here now ain't. Yeah. The manager came out there. He was like, I know y'all took care of Troy. She was like, Who? He was like, Exactly. You charged Pastor Troy to come in. She was like, He was like, At least a discount. She was like, What's a discount? <laughs> Um, uh, hundred dollars a head, boy. Tax choice. What um? What club is what? Uh, Ace Club. Okay. Yo, that was like damn. Man, said, let me go buy this nigga a drink right now. Recording. Got some ammo too. Yes, sir. What's going on? It's another episode of Sneakers Roman Life. It's your boy Shumpy. It's your boy Duffy, Duffy, Duffy. Oh man! Before this young man speaks, we got a, a very, 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 very special guest. So I tell you, he can find you a shoe, a grail at the sneaker fa- at the uh, Nike factory. <laughs> He's a very, very another important piece of the puzzle as far as Atlanta goes, as far as sneaker goes, as far as uh, events in the in the city goes. Uh, if you don't know this young man, uh, the shoe game. Uh, TSG, Mr. G Rock himself. What's going on, man? What's happening, fellas? What's happening? What's happening? That sound right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Little Speak bit. up. Okay. Say it with your yeah, chest. What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> How you doing, man? I oh, ain't that man. I'm good. Good. Uh, feeling rested. Feeling rested, man. Glad to be I here. I thought you said I got arrested. I said, oh, no, sir. No, sir. We're not going to speak that out there. No, sir. It is crazy time. I thought he said that. Rather rested. <laughs> So, um, for the people that don't know, they've been sleeping on the rock in Atlanta, to be exact. Mm. Just tell the world a little bit about yourself, man. Man, I'm, I'm gonna try to be. Uh, I know your list is I long. Can, I can get. I can get so long with it, man. Um, I'm here for it. Gerard, but everybody know me as G Rock. Um, started a blog called The Shoe Game, September 2006. Uh, and met met Greg Street. In 2005, at Laced Up, that was on Edgewood. I don't know if y'all remember that. That was right beside uh, Big Boy's wife's boutique. I think it was called P. Valentine, right across the street from Thumbs Up. That mo used to get broken. Y'all remember the denim bandits? <laughs> the denim bandits that was breaking in and selling it. Bro, they was hitting that mug every... Anyway, Still that the and by the time I had started the shoe game, um, I started to see how crazy, you know, street was hitting me up. I was helping him get stuff. Shout out Uncle Yeah, man. Shout out this man. Triple, triple OG, man. Street, man. Man, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. But by that time, when I started the shoe game, I had a platform where I was like, well, shoot, I know how crazy this man collection is. I know some of the stuff I've been getting for him. Right. I got to let the world know. So early in, we shot a horrible sneaker collection video here. It's not the one y'all probably saw, but okay. <laughs> horrible quality. <laughs> and he was doing, he did a sneakers ball event, right. like the OG sneaker ball event. So I was, I say that to say I was able to use TSG as a platform to introduce him to the sneaker culture, culture because by that time, people knew Fat Joe. Absolutely. Uh, 
Thank you. Some, some people probably knew Clark. Okay. Um, and then it was just like triple OG people like, that you really, really needed to know. Like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't celebrities and rappers for the most part. It was pretty much Fat Joe because of that um, MTV Cribs episode. Um, but anyways, I, I feel like I'm getting off, off my point, man. I started TSG, theshoegang.com, September 2006. And yeah, man, that, that, I'm going to let y'all ask specific questions. That's because I, that's I could tell y'all a okay. long ass story. And then Are we, we here for it, bro? We beat be 30 minutes in on, on the intro. Okay, so, cool. But that's, 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 that's how people know me majority through sneakers, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to sneakers, they know me through through that, through the shoe game. Okay, so, um, you know, I love to, you know, hear the stories as far as, like, when you came up. Like, what, like, in your, I guess, during that time, uh, 2006, mm-hmm. like, um, prior to you coming up with the, um, the blog, like, in this state of mind, where were you, like, did you say, you know, I need to do something, or... Like, how did you create the name and all that good stuff? Yeah, like, that's that's a that's a good question, yeah. man. So for me, my backstory on that is, like I said, and that's why I kind of feel like I got ahead of myself talking about street. Yeah, but I had met you. him before then because I was selling sneakers. Okay. So the thing was, he would go to laced up. So you was the first reseller then. I definitely was a reseller. Yeah. I, I won't shy nah, away from that. Yeah. But, the, but the funny thing about it was, street would go to laced up, and man, shout out to those guys. But they they. They knew the business. Right. They didn't know the culture. So every time he was coming in there asking for a shoe, they would call me. So eventually, street like, bro, who is this? Who is this G Rock dude that they keep calling? So I remember Greg snatched the phone from them and like, hey man, what's up, man? It's Greg Street. Yeah. And by that time, I was a little little starstruck because yeah. like I grew up listening to Greg Street on the exactly. radio. I'm like, oh, I'm talking to Greg Street. Like, <laughs> he like, bro, what's your number? Yeah. Gave him my number. Yeah. Long story short, he would be hitting me up. He was like, hey, I need these. I need the Ray guns. I need this. I need Tiffany's. I need this. And I would go down to. Uh, Colin Square, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. One of three years, drop the shoes off. And then sometimes I'd be in there sitting in the studio. And then that was like 2005. And then I, would, um, I started TSG in 2006. But I say that background story is because I was, I was selling on eBay. So I had, uh, y'all, y'all know, um, eBay is a thing. Y'all remember Prestigious? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we were dealing with the same people reselling, all that good stuff. Yeah. Nike sample sales. Like this one, the Nike office was way up like 400. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was crazy. And so I was selling on eBay. Okay. To answer your question, I was selling on eBay. My brother-in-law was like, look, you're paying these eBay fees, you're paying PayPal fees, listing fees, in the fees at that time on eBay. He's like, why don't you, you know, start your own, own website, e-commerce. You know what I'm saying? And by that, you know, that time, my screen name online was Shady G-Rock. Shady because I grew up in Shady Park on the south side. So I was like, shit, Let's do, let's do ShadyGRock.com just because I'm just supposed to be selling shoes. So that was my, my screen name on eBay. I was leaking samples and stuff like that on Nike Talk and ISS. So somebody had bought the domain. So I couldn't even get ShadyGRock.com. So I was like, damn. What am I going to call the website? My brother, brother-in-law was like, shit, call it uh, a shoe game because it's, it's what it's you're doing anyway. It's exactly. a shoe game. So right. I was like, all right, shit, bet. So I'm supposed to be selling sneakers. By that time, I don't know if y'all remember a uh, sneaker blog which I think honestly might have been the first sneaker blog called Kick Fiend. Y'all remember that? Kick Fiend. Kick Fiend. Uh, it was Kick uh, hyphen Fiend. It got hacked and then it came back as Sneaker Files. I know y'all know Sneaker Files. Okay, Sneaker Files. Yeah, yeah. but it was Kick Fiend before Sneaker Files. Okay, okay. And I'm just, I'm going on record just, yeah. just telling it how it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, bro, I, I still will sell shoes, but I want something like, I didn't, we didn't know the term blog. Yeah. I was like, I want something like this on my website where it's being updated every day and I can check and it's telling me like when stuff is coming out. Right. I want to be able to do that on the shoe game. Right. He like, nah, bro, I ain't really, you know, that wasn't what I was talking about. You just need to sell these <laughs> shoes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. fast forward to October of 2006, 
I got the blog portion added to the site. And I was just going crazy, bro. Like, Wish had just remodeled. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Dave White came out. Remember that painting that they had down at the bottom with the dunk, the uh -huh. cement dunk? He did that live at that, um, at that their relaunch event in 2006. So I was there just with my camera everywhere, just documenting, taking pictures, doing video. And I would go throw that mug on the blog because we ain't have no voice. You know what I'm saying? Like, the South as a whole didn't have a voice, but Atlanta definitely didn't have a voice in media and, and blogging because all that stuff was relatively new. So I was like, just by default, I'm from Atlanta, I'ma definitely put the spotlight and let people know that. Cause at that time, for whatever reason, if y'all let me know if y'all remember this, for whatever reason, Atlanta was just tied to fakes. They just said that everybody in Atlanta wore fakes. Did y'all ever hear well, that? The outside perception? We, we were kind of. I mean, but not everybody, but yeah, yeah. That made it seem like there was no sneaker culture in Atlanta though, right? right? That everybody that was into sneakers down here wore fakes. And that just wasn't the truth. Cause like right. you said, People definitely just wearing fakes, you know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll talk about some stuff offline of, yeah. of, a, of a situation that I'm sure y'all remember. Um, but that wasn't the, the entire truth. It right, was right, like, right. yeah, there's a lot of people wearing fakes, but there's people down here that's really, really into the culture, that know the terminology, that know the history, that do this for real. So I was like, I got a platform now. It wasn't created exclusively for that, but because I'm from Atlanta and I'm here, it's, you can it's, going, light it's, on it. it's going down, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So I'm gonna do that, and I'm gonna be able to touch the world as, as a whole and stuff like that. So that how it started. I'm gonna start there. We uh, go into that. You good? I'm, I'm trying to be mindful because no, I, no, no, I know good. how I am, bro. This will turn into a documentary so, instead of I'm, an interview. So <laughs> I won't even care. <laughs> so hold on, real quick. So wish it was so with the, um you know with the bookshelf and all that. It was something before that too. Yeah. So before. Before that, right. it was still this building, and uh, I still I still knew about it because you didn't know we didn't know the terminology of like quick strike. This is back in like two thousand and three, two thousand four. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And, oh, and definitely okay. at least two thousand four because I remember. Well, shit, honestly, it might have been. Uh, I'd be timelining mm -hmm. um, my life based off of like events and music <laughs> and shit. But Beyonce, Dangerously in Love album yeah. just came out. She that's her first solo album. Okay, and my girlfriend at the time. Out, you know, my, my high school girlfriend at the time, we both was out of high school. We would come here because we felt like little five points was a spot that you could come and get shit that nobody else seen over, nowhere else. So we knew, wish, like, bro, that's a spot and little five points be having Nikes that you don't see nowhere else. And at that time, if you, if you know, you either could go to Walt or you can go to Wish and you can get some stuff that wasn't that Foot Locker, wasn't that Finish Line, da da da. da. And this was before we didn't have a whole, Thanks. whole lot of boutiques. So to answer your question, yes. Before the remodel, <laughs> before the remodel, it was something else. And then they put some money in, into it and really freaked it out with the library bookshelf. To me, I saw the new joint now and it's dope, you know what I'm saying? But I still just love that display of those yeah. books. That books. shit was hard. And I wasn't trying to be biased, but I was like, I've been to a lot of boutiques, you know, in the country and just in the world. And and again, I know it's gonna come biased because I'm from Atlanta, but bro, Wish has one of the best boutiques in the world. I'm just keeping it a book. If we talking about design, decor, and that shit was hard. But the original question, yes. Wish, <laughs> wish it was something before what it was before what it is right now. <laughs> so I remember oh, that they remodeled because I think when they remodeled right here, they had the store. Remember they had the little little store over here? It was like they love Was it Paris on, was it on um, Euclid? Yeah. Uh -huh. It was because I remember I picked up I picked up like some some bullshit, it's like some JV classes or some some bullshit, JDs or something. And I had picked up some um, some dunks. They was like thirty nine bucks. Me and Lexi came down there, 
and Latson was introducing me to SBs. I was like, okay, to, cool, cool, cool. So yeah, I was like, I bet. So I know I end up getting like my milk crates from over there and everything. So that's a good one too. Oh yeah, you, know, you don't never see nobody wearing milk crates. See, not even on Instagram, I don't really see nobody wearing them. Look, so my name is Jeff, so you know that shoe was made for me. <laughs> my name Jeff. <laughs> hey, because the kid that was missing on the shoe, his name was Jeff. Yeah. I was like, nigga, this. Oh, that's hard. This was for me, bro. Like I was excited about this shit. And well, go ahead, go ahead, finish. No, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, and he and he introduced me to Wish. He was like, bro, they got dope uh, boutique and all that. So I said, bet, let's you know run it or whatever. And then he should um, take me over to Stratosphere or whatever. Yeah. Is it me or Nike? Um, they merch is way better with the skate brand than like basketball and all that. Is it? Is yeah, it, yeah, yeah. But it's it's the the divisions of the vision <laughs> and the creative talent at these different tiers or categories. So you got like Nike basketball, Nike yeah. sportswear, Nike golf, Nike SB, and I, I just feel like Nike SB <clears throat> uh, just always creatively had a better outlook on creativity, right? right? Because even, like, they launched I Nike SB in 2002. Um, but really, for me, when Nike SB really, really started taking off and started to get, not necessarily mainstream, but mainstream within sneaker culture, was that 2005 year. Like, from the top of that year, January, when Ray Guns came out, mm-hmm. Ray Guns and the, and the uh, Royal Blue and Black J-Pack slash J-Pack. Cookie Muscle Dunk yeah. started off the year with that and ended with Plusheads. De La Highs, De La Lows, Stussies, Tiffany's, um, what else came out that year? What else? Um, it was it was a, it was, a, it was, it was a, saying, it I was, think like the Dino Juniors came out. It was out a shitload of stuff that came out in two thousand five, and you could just you could tell creatively a lot of that stuff wasn't official collabs like they're right. doing now with Ben and Jerry and right. um, Travis and different stuff that they're doing. It was like even the Tiffany Dunk is technically the Diamond right. Dunk, but right. it was inspired by Tiffany Company, Tiffany and Co. But um. You could just see create that was that was 2005. Them boys was like smoking and just was like wasn't overthinking shit. Right, right. So right. I think just you know what I'm saying. I think that's that's probably why you why you see that or whatever. And the cool thing about um, Stratosphere, I don't know if y'all know this, but uh, the owner Thomas, his son Grant, yeah, he skated for Nike SB. He was the youngest skater at the time. Okay. And so we talking, and I say at the time, I'm talking about like 2004, 2005. So if y'all remember early, early years, I don't know when y'all got introduced to, to uh, Stratosphere, but Nike SB was saying Grant everything. So Grant was, skating, Grant was skating Grant <laughs> yeah. once or twice, right. and then Thomas would have them in there on display. He had like Paris, mm-hmm. uh, not Paris, Pigeons, and just a bunch of other like De La Highs before they came out. And they would be like a size six, six and a half, because he was a kid. He was wearing, he had a small ass foot. And at the time, that was the smallest size that you could buy SB Dunks, size six. They didn't have no fives and fours. That came years later. And Thomas would have them shits on display. And if you if you made the right offer, they would sell you the pigeon dunk or whatever the case may be. But that's because his son, Grant Taylor, skating for Nike SB. Grant, grown man. Now, it's funny, it made me feel old because Grant married and got two kids. Well, shout out to Grant. <laughs> yeah, shout out Grant, man. <laughs> yeah, shout, shout, out, Grant. shout out Thomas and Stratosphere and, and the rest of the skate shops. Like, did y'all fuck with Ruin? I went to Ruin yeah. a couple times, yeah. He used to do Ruin too. Yes. Clockwork. Um, <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, making and clockwork and making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So just just bring it back. Um. Bring us memory lane again. What particular shooter said? I love the game. Mm. I love the shoot game. <laughs> That's a good question because for me, I think my earliest memory of a shoe where I felt like I absolutely had to have that was yeah. the, the diamond turf one. 
This okay. is the originals, the, 1993. Okay. I, was in, I was in fifth grade. Shout out Bob Mathis and Decatur, born Rose Hennon. Um <laughs> I, I just but honestly, and then the crazy thing, I saw him on a on a um on a on a girl. Okay. And they just look so good, man. Shout out Cynthia Cleveland, man. God, <laughs> damn, yeah, them was, man. Bro, them shit, yeah, hell yeah. Shout out Cynthia Cleveland, bro. She had them was on. And it, I just remember the diamonds. I just remember them was just looking so good. Yeah. Where it was a shoe. I was in fifth grade. I was like, I absolutely have to have this shoe. Right. And at that time, Dion was here. He was in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Playing right. with playing with the Braves, playing with the Falcons. That alone was legendary. And I like Dion as an athlete, you know what I'm saying? He was just a very flashy person. Like, you wanted to watch Dion play just like kids probably want to watch Steph Curry play and shoot the threes and, mm. and be extra. Um, but to answer your question, I would say that's the first shoe that I had to have. I can't say that that necessarily made me fall in love with the game because it was so early. Right, right, right. But I, I credit the Diamond Turf a lot because that was the first shoe I had to have. And then as an adult, that was one of the first – OG vintage shoes that I was able to rebuy as an adult on eBay before Nike started retroing. Mm. Um, I remember going to the Battle of the Bands, 03, me and my girl at the time that I was telling you about that we went to Wish, I had got me a pair and I bought her a grade school pair. We was killing <laughs> shit. Because imagine, bro, yeah. before Nike started retroing, you right. see an adult. You know what I'm saying? With not a baby size, like right. you see an adult, like bro, niggas like, bro, where you get them from, bro? Yeah. When they come back out, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know, da da da. And we would, you know, we would buy pairs and like yeah. put the tax on it and resell it. <laughs> and then Nike ended up bringing them back, I think, 04, 05. But yeah. that shoe is the shoe that I feel like I absolutely had to have. And then another shoe that people will associate me with is the Air Trainer SC, aka, we just call them Bows, right? Yeah. <laughs> and shout out to my partners. Um, Port and Ridge, Shady Park, uh, Ivan Antonio, they really put me onto that shoe. So I'm gonna give props. I ain't never gonna be flexing. They yeah. they put me onto that shoe like '98, you know what I'm saying? And they introduced me to that shoe. And that that really was just like a shoe within our clique that we all at any given moment, new colorways that was coming out '98, '99, 2000, 2001, we would we would just buy them up. And I feel like. Let me ask you this then, because I don't yes. want to. I want to get ahead of myself. Please. What shoe? Because that's that's to answer your question. Yeah. Diamond Turf is the shoe that I, that introduced me to, and I, I I wouldn't quite say I fell in love with the shoe game, but that's the shoe that really had me paying attention to sneakers, yeah. and then just my love for trainers in general, right? right, right. But my question to y'all is: when you look at New York, when you look at California, when you look at DMV, Chicago. You look at Atlanta, what shoe in y'all's opinion? There's no right or wrong answer, by the way. What shoe would y'all say is it could be one or it could be two or three. But what's one or a few where y'all feel like is an Atlanta shoe? I think. Or do we, or do we have one? It's going to be. We do have one. The but Feli. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's going to be the Feli. But see, I feel like that's some, that's some OG yeah, Atlanta shit that you got to know. Yeah, I was going to say Because I feel like if you ask, my bad, I'm going to cut you yeah. I feel like you ask newer people, people be trying to stun on Feli. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, depending on how you pronounce it, Fila, Fila. Fila, Fila. If you're yeah. from Atlanta, we probably say Fila, but I agree with you. You know what I'm saying? Back when you could only find them at Walt. At Walt, exactly. But what, what, but what else? I just want to because I agree with that. I was, just, I was really going to say it, it, it depends on what area, so I'm definitely going to say the Fila. Uh, as far as when we, when we came up, as far as high school, which it's really a variety, really. Like, I know I used to wear the Soldiers, too. Yes, that yeah. was a that was a moment in time yeah. for sure. Yeah, but the soldiers mean Reebok. Soldiers, it wasn't Atlanta. really. It wasn't that was Atlanta. a New Orleans thing. We picked that but up. We did. Yeah, but we, did. We, we did embrace that. I think we just. I think everything. It, I said the only reason why I said feel like because 
my uncles and all the street niggas, they wore felines, so. Yeah. Velour suits, the whole track, Yeah, so growing up, I remember having on like a guest t-shirt, guest shorts, and That is a great question. So. What is our shoe? I've been, I've been, I've been wanting to ask y'all that because I've been, you know, I've been listening what to y'all. What so is like, our shoe? Our shoe is the feel bro. Like the forever I love Atlanta is for real. But, like, we, but we just gotta look at it. If we walk down the street, ain't nobody gonna be like. Exactly, and that's 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 where I struggle with right. it because I'm like, and it shouldn't be a hype thing. So we don't want to think it's hype. Not, I but, just just naturally, naturally and culturally, and what I mean by that is if I go to DMV, right, DC, Maryland, Virginia, Northern Virginia, that little pocket. You're going to see 990s everywhere. Right. You're going to see phone posits phone everywhere. Right. It ain't like you said. It ain't a hype thing. Right. It's just culturally yeah. what they exactly. do. Exactly. If you exactly. go to California, not everybody, but you're gonna see Chuck Taylors. You're gonna see Vans. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna see Cortez. Yeah. That's culturally a thing. If you go to New York, you're gonna see your your, your Tims. Tims. You're gonna see some Air Force One. Now, to be and fair, and I say shout out to New York, New York Air Force Ones too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I feel like that's a you know that's a controversial topic. New York, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to all my New York people. But y'all be trying to take credit for everything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and y'all are the mecca. I ain't I ain't friend, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. let New York tell it. You know what I'm saying? It's like Soldier Boy. You know what I'm saying? I was the first one to do this. I was the first one to do. <laughs> York to say they the first one to do everything. everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout out to New York. I love y'all, man. But I'm just saying, I, I give y'all props for um, just culture in general, hip hop, all that stuff. Tim's, like you said, Air Force Ones. Um, and, and I kind of probably keep it right there. It's other things that I think you could connect to, to New York, but so that I don't get off my, my point, those are just regional, cultural things that you're going to see wherever you go. And, and to your, both of y'all's point, I feel like the Fila is a shoe, but you don't really see. Fila, you know what I'm saying, in Atlanta like that. So it's, I just be conflicted a little bit. Because well, also, too, the reason I asked y'all that is because the Bows, I feel like that's another shoe at one point was a was a regional thing to Atlanta and even maybe the South. But see, I still don't be seeing Bows like that. And even when the Olympic Bows came out in 2016, it was a lot of people that were saying that was their first pair of Bows. I'm like, damn, man, how you from Atlanta and that's your first? See. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, maybe it's not as Atlanta as I thought it was. No. I thought everybody had at least speak. My thing, my thing is, a city kid, we wore bows. Like, in the city of Atlanta, that, our folks wore Bo Jackson, so we wore Bo Jackson. So, that shit was kind of a given. Now, when I moved, like, to Clayton County, they wasn't on bows yet. Like, I remember my sister had, had the white, pink, and gray Bo Jacksons. If you was I like, remember them. That was what? three. That was a what, women. What are those? And, and she had them on the slot. She had on the slot sauce with them. They was like... Shot they had them. They was like, what the fuck? What are you kids don't <laughs> move from Atlanta had these? Like, yeah. I was like, bruh, what do y'all <laughs> wear out here? Like, but people wore the standard Air Force Ones or the Jordans or Air Max 95s. Yeah, like I'm that. like, man, it's it's more to life. So <laughs> what if so what if uh you know, so, like let's say um a popular individual collab with Fila, mm-hmm. with that Bring it back, like yeah, I don't know, cause but it gotta be Atlanta though. Do y'all be. remember when um, Fly Kicks yeah. did this? Yeah, the, the peach, peach inspired yeah, joint. Yep. The box, the, the box, the box hard. hard. Yeah, the box yeah. hard, like a crate, right? And obviously, the, the peach is just you know, it's it's Georgia. It's, it's just it's a Georgia thing, but it's also very much yeah, exactly. It's very yeah. much in the Atlanta thing, right? Um, so I thought that that was hard, but it didn't really get that exposure. Like yeah. I, I blogged it, I posted it on IG, but because like. Not culturally, but just when you talk about like popular opinion at that particular time, even still now, some people still look at Fila as not being cool. Even even Reebok, I think Reebok has been doing a lot of cool things lately. But because of for years, Reebok as a whole was never cool to 
the entire sneaker community. Right. Like if you're from the South, you fuck with Reeboks and you right. and, and you don't have no problem saying that. But even now, I might post something on IG and somebody be like, but they Reeboks though. Imagine me wearing Reeboks. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and again, that just show you like regionally, like you can't yeah, yeah, be from yeah. the South saying right. that because Reebok might have been one of two of your only back to school shoes that you had back when you was growing up. So we would never look down at no nigga from wearing. Even the club, see, you can go to Sports Profile and they had the, the baby blue bottom and they had the goddamn yellow. And yeah. we was wearing the low top Diodora. Like that's some shit that for me anyways. Don't know about Diodora. Where you bro. just rock with some shit that was fresh. Like it always, Nike was always the coolest, still is the coolest, right? Yeah. yeah. But again, for me in Atlanta, what I saw is, is that people just. A, they were drawn to shit that was fresh. It didn't necessarily See, matter what popular opinion. Like, we just got some shit off that we felt like we can get off. We didn't need, you know, and that's one thing I always loved about Atlanta, and I feel like I credit, I'm not saying that they're exclusively responsible for this, but I credit Outkast for a lot of that carefree nigga do you. Yeah. As opposed to feeling like you need to be validated by the next man. Like you say, you might, I'm just using an example, but yeah. you might be hardcore Puma, yeah. and he might roast you for that, but you be like, bro, that just, that's what the fuck I do. I yeah. love Puma. Yeah. And you, every time you see him, you got, you getting the fit off, and hell, your confidence and your consistency is like, like damn, them, yeah. them damn, them actually hard, bro. Yeah, it yeah. just make you look at it, but I just feel yeah. naturally like, Real Atlanta niggas just kind of always gravitated to that. Not saying that we didn't. We just like was Nikes. fresh. Yeah. yeah. If you went and you saw something fresh and you needed a fit that you was trying to be like, well, damn, I don't see no Nikes on the wall that go with this fit. But damn, I could pull these Reeboks off. I could pull these Pumas off. See, I could pull these Diodoras off. And I remember um, my cousin, they always been like on some fashion, on some shoe shit. I remember when I got my first pair of Sacconis, I was like, bruh, niggas are going to clown Sock- me for these. He was Sockany. like, Sakani, Sakani. This is the same thing with Fila, Fila, Sakani, Sakani. I feel like I've been calling Sakani for the longest. We all been calling Sakani. I got my Sakani's and my Diodors. I got two pair of Diodors. It was like $60 a pop. I was like, damn, this shit's cheap. I can get two pair of these motherfuckers. So, damn, we was wearing stop sauce and shit, but. You like I said, be, it was might, a, you might feel yourself, and then you might double up on them hoes. You might have no, to you definitely double it up on, on those with socks. Your socks. Yeah, and you gotta make sure you twist them right now. Like That's what you got to know. <laughs> what, what, what side of town y'all grew up on? Um, I'm originally from Atlanta, yeah, yeah. Um, Boulevard, like City, City, Boulevard. Okay, yeah. Boulevard. Been, been here for me. Do y'all remember younger, like ninety? Even if y'all, you know, what I'm saying, just just remember. Do y'all, I was Boulevard y'all, ninety five. Well, and maybe this was a Decatur thing, but y'all remember dudes and women. You can get them from the um, beauty supply store wearing the ball footies. Yeah. They used to wear the different color balls. Sade. Even, even, even K-Swiss. Like, nigga, we wear the all-white K-Swiss. You know what I'm saying? By that, uh-huh. This was when Polo, uh, Polo, Nautica, Tommy uh-huh. Hilfiger, the, 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 the T-shirts, the trunks, the khakis with the button down, like that yep. preppy type that look. Preppy and, look. And, and they might have the ball footies on. I was just making sure people remember yeah, that because yeah. I think if somebody did it now, they obviously <laughs> immediately somebody going to call them gay and stuff. Like, yeah, bro, yeah. that was a thing. normal, was a masculine. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Gender neutral. My, <laughs> my folks, they never bought me the K-Swiss. My sister, low top, all white K-Swiss. It was like almost a given, almost like a white Air Force One. Like, yeah. Shadé was going to get that for school. Like, that was my, actually my you're going to get that K-Swiss and K-Swiss. whatever I'm else. glad we're having this conversation because yeah. I think that obviously time evolves. And I think if you listen to this, depending on the age, it sounds like very dinosaur and old fashioned and old school. <laughs> yeah. But it was but, it was once a thing culturally. Yeah. So that's why when I see people trying to clown people today in the internet, I'm like, bro, a lot of this stuff y'all clowning, like we was wearing this stuff and it was it was, it was cool. fresh. Like, like what are y'all talking about? Like, I seen a lot of dudes with a high top was still with the like he had a black high top case Swiss 
But the South Sox niggas be like, you know, the kids. Damn, are, you pulled them off. You know, the kids are clowning mids now. The Air Force Ones with the strap. Yeah, they they clowning those. Bro, I prefer. I prefer me. Yeah. Um, we know I love Caleb, but he was on his Instagram and he's like, who get who um bought these and some shit like that. I'm like, bro, they go hard. What you mean? <laughs> bro, I, I talked to my little cousin. I'm like, let me get you some he, Air Force he posted, One. He said, who will buy these? I'm like, bro, are you kidding me? I mean, now don't get me wrong. I know up north. Excuse me. I know up north, mid Air Force Ones is like how how some people feel about mid Jordan Ones. Like they just them shits don't even exist to some people. But that's the that's these OG OG dudes that remember when the Air Force One came out in '82. There was no mid. Yeah. It was a low and it was a high. So for them, that's like a, a bastard. Like we don't mean <laughs> that shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I love mids. I love highs. I feel that way about the mid SB Dunk. That's how I feel, you know what I'm saying? With the strap. With the strap. I just feel like, you know what I'm saying, that's against my religion, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I, it, it, it's only a couple of them I like, like the money cats. Like, it's just a few And it's a couple that actually look cool. good. I just I could never, because again, to, the, to how those OGs feel about, the OGs feel about the mid Air Force One, it didn't exist. So when I came into the SB game, it was a high or low. They introduced the mid in like, 2006, 2007, or something like that. And I was just like, Ugh. I was on my bougie shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you're not the only but one. <laughs> I'm not one of those people. I was born in 82, so I don't remember no damn Air Force Ones when they came out. So when I was buying Air Force Ones in, in, the, in the late 90s and the early 2000s, I was definitely buying mids, mids and lows. Yeah. I only had maybe like one pair of high, true high top Air Force Ones, and that was the all black tumble leather with the gum bottom. I never owned one. Man, <laughs> she's she's had some of the best ones, like a high top Air Force Ones. I remember getting my, I used to get my high top white Air Force Ones from Sports Profile at fucking uh, South Dakota. Shout out Sports Profile, y'all. <laughs> and the one at uh, Five Points, the Gold VIP card. They get you about ten percent off. Hell no. <laughs> it made you feel good. It, it felt yeah. like an incentive. I feel that, like these niggas done cheated me. Maybe my mom's man or something. It, it ain't take no money off. You know what I'm saying? She would be $85, you know what I'm saying? They knock out goddamn $4 or something. Well, you know, 10%. They take out the tax back then because tax back then was probably, what, 6%? So. I don't need nobody. You might have helped out a little hey, bit. Man, shout out Sports Profile. Shout out everybody that remember Sports Profile, man. Hey, that's hey, school shopping for me was, for my shoes was Walt. Um, Sports profile and green brow foot locker. World Man, world for, ooh, Th- those are my like if I was going to get shoe shopping, that's, that's where my mom's and auntie and them was taking me. Like those are the only stores I was shopping at. Yes, sir. So you see how we was getting excited about you know what we used to. But do. y'all taking me back down. Yeah. Lane. <laughs> so how can we get it like like that get now? it now? Yes, 2021. How can we get that that love for it? That, it's too much technology. It's yeah, not going to happen. I think that's probably the hardest technology might work out. Folks not even in and the we, community and we can't, like that. We like, can't blame COVID no more. Okay, everybody and mama in the club. No, that's no but I'm so saying, like, people don't even care to even go out like that. Like, you see how we went down memory line? Like, damn, I remember going to Sports Profile. Yeah. So, so like, you don't you don't think G-Rock can um, have an event, let's say, next week? Mm-hmm. Of course, he's going to have the old heads there, of course. Mm-hmm. But the, as far as him attracting the young crowd, you don't think that will come? That's an iffy because you got to see – I don't know how far his fan base reached. Yeah, and because no just just because my cousin Caleb might know him, but Jamari might not know him. Right, right. So or they might those, just know the shoe game exclusively from yeah, Instagram. yeah, and not not know him particularly. So it's hard to say. And they both love shoes. Well, well, real quick, so hold, hold that thought. Have you ever the sixteen year old say, "I know you" or "I appreciate you"? 
Okay. But I get it though too. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think a part of that too was just like when you look at my visibility of and I think the most watched whatever that I've ever put out was the Greg Street sneaker series in 2011, right? Yeah, I got so like, many I people got seen 10 that. Views of that video. And it's kids, <laughs> not kids, but it's people who it's still that I've seen you before. I don't know you G Rock. I don't know the shoe game, but I saw you on YouTube because YouTube is this massive mm-hmm. platform. Just like um, the anniversary party, we did a, a three-year anniversary party and a four-year anniversary party at the Nike Linux store, 2009-2010. Because Nike is such a big brand, it's still people that will say, hey, bro, I see you at the Nike party. I'm like, damn, that was like a collaborative thing. That was like <laughs> our anniversary party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we released the Space Jams at midnight. We were just talking about midnight releases. They right, released right. the Space Jams at midnight in 2009, and we released the uh, Cool Gray 11s, 2010 at midnight. So because those things are 10 million times bigger than the shoe game, people remember, I saw you at the Cool Gray release, or I saw you at the Nike party. They don't associate the shoe game, this little tiny little brand that's global, but it's it's tiny compared to Nike, compared to Nike. Oh, yeah, okay. That's what I mean, compared to Nike. (laughs) And so it's the same thing with with YouTube, to your point. Like, a a kid might be like, hey, man, you know, um, I see you on YouTube. And I'm like, I, I get it. I'm like, yeah, you're talking about the Great Street. Yeah, yeah, Great Street. <laughs> and I get it. It's all love. Yeah, but it's, just, know. it's a disconnect between <laughs> just like being able to attach the, and it ain't even about me personally, right? It's, it's about like the shoe game, right? But being able to attach the fact that, hey, bro, I seen you, I recognize that they call you G-Rock and you're from the shoe game. It was more so I seen you on YouTube. And same thing, I was talking with um, the owner of Nice Kicks. And uh, he met some kid or whatever. He was like, oh, I can't believe I'm, I'm meeting the owner of the Nice Kicks Instagram. Because to, to that kid, that's as far as it goes. Like, I don't know NiceKicks.com. I don't know blah, 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 blah. And I, I understand that. I don't even get offended because it's just, that's just that disconnect. So I do feel like, you know, a part of me was even like trying to bring back some of the archival stuff because we were talking about the Jason Maiden um, right. event that the shoe game did with Wish back in 2009. Shout out Frank. Um, People don't, depending on your age, in 2000, some of these kids, you know what I'm saying, that's, that's into the game now, might have been born in 2009. Yeah. So they like, oh, I don't, my I don't son know was born in 2009, made. so he definitely went That's out. what I'm saying. So they're like, yeah. how, how old is your son now? 12. That's what I'm saying. So you got between 12 and 16, a lot of stuff that the shoe game did early on before stuff was like popular and cool and trendy to do. Like, we're just doing it because that's just what you did. So I'm trying to pull some of those archives back just to, like, reintroduce that stuff because some to some of those kids, the shoe game is just an Instagram page. But it's right. like, nah, we was doing it. You know what I'm saying? And not on some, like, aha, look at me. I did it first. It was just like, nah, bro, this is history. You can't rewrite history. Like, history. this is this is the shit that was really going down in Atlanta before the rap scene completely exploded with the, with the Lil Youngs back when T.I. and Jeezy and, and Luda was – Really, 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 really like getting that thing popping for real on, on a more mainstream level. Yeah. Obviously, we know Outkast kicked that, Outkast Goody Mob and the Dungeon Family kicked that door in. But my point is, if you don't go back and do your history, then you don't know. So, 16 year olds and stuff like that, if they don't see that mug on the, on the Instagram yeah. or some uh, content YouTube. that I did, like I did a Mayor Show Me a Sneaker Collection, I relaunched that joint last year. Yeah. And because Mayor is so popular, they may have seen me in that. That's yeah. a reintroduction to a younger audience. And they still might necessarily connect the fact that this black dude in this video is G-Rock. I'm watching it because I want to see Mayor. And if they really paying attention, then they know it's the shoe game. They know this dude is G-Rock. But they got to kind of want to know as opposed to, um, you know, you telling them. Unless you like, you look at my man, um, I won't say my man because I never even met him, but uh, 2Js. 
He's constantly mm-hmm. in their face. And so, of course, they know who he is. Because that's, that's part yeah. of his brand and stuff like that. It's like, bro, I'm, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Instagram Live. I'm doing these videos and stuff. And I, and I get that that's what's required. Now, if it's important to you for the youth to know who you are as They can put a face with, with the name or the brand. They, they see it, so they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's him. He got the beard. He got the tattoos. And it's easy to recognize who he is. And was that like was that. that your goal, like, to show your face? Or you just wanted to put that content out, like, when, no, like, the, when you know, you know when, when something's coming out or look at this you or, you know, ask the world a question? The funny thing, man, the whole, <laughs> the whole uh, success behind the shoe game is almost like, I want to say a mistake, but it just, it literally just happened. Cause I told y'all the backstory. Yeah. And when I was publishing articles on the site, it would say written by G-Rock. So immediately, if you was checking the site, you knew whoever wrote this is G-Rock. Right. Then I'm in the comments talking to y'all. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we having a, we, we having a, a long ass debate about whatever, phone posits, who started New York or, or DC, that type of shit. You know what I mean? And so then when I would start showing up to events, like, oh, that's this is the dude from the shoe game, G Rock, because they didn't seen that mug published for so many years or whatever. So it kind of just it, it, it happened like that. And then when I did the again the Greg Street video, really put my visibility out there, and that wasn't created so Definitely. that people would know who G Rock is. I was just like, yo, I'm in Atlanta, I have a relationship with Greg Street. He has a stupid ass collection. Stupid. <laughs> I want to show the world. Yeah. This man collection. Let them yeah. know Atlanta is. is is, For real about know, this. Yeah, that we do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we might not do it as high as whatever, but it ain't never been no competition. But don't front like yeah. we ain't got, you know what I'm saying, heat. And so that was the thing. And because I was in the video, that increased visibility and popularity. But I didn't do that to, because if that was the case, then I would have I became just a full, not full time, but I would have <clears throat> made sure I did more YouTube content consistently if I was concerned with being people, seen. What people call their personal brands. And that's important too. That's not even to discredit it because hell, if you can leverage your personal brand, the G-Rock personal brand and the shoe game as well, shit, double up the checks. You know what I'm saying? But to answer your question, that was never my intent to, let me put my face in front of that. It was like, shit, let me, now I'm in love with the fact that I could publish an article and it could be read around the globe and I'm from Atlanta so I could shine light on, at the time it was laced up, rare footage, Classic kicks that was right over here. Y'all remember that? They were selling the A Town, um, the shoe they looked like Air Force One, the A Town. That shit was over there. I think it was damn near right next door to the old Stratosphere. You know what I'm saying? Wish, but Wish wasn't even the wish that it is today, popularity wise, and working with brands. um, Prestigious, but that shit was way too far up north. It took them too long. They lost a lot of their momentum. They opened up in 2008 down off of uh, North Avenue, and they was, Greg Street was the owner, and Bow Wow was the owner. And that shit just. Oh, uh, Greg Street, all them was, but it just, it, they just took too long to reopen. But my point is, that was in Soul Monkey. Y'all remember the Soul Monkey movement? Yeah. Shit was stupid. That was Atlanta sneaker culture from a, yeah, a so shop standpoint. But I was like, I got a platform. I can now let the world know. I could put that spotlight and let the world know that this type of stuff is, is existing. You know what I'm saying? So, but it was never about me per se being in front, you know what I'm saying? And hey, look at me, it's grockintheshoegame.com. Like, nah, it's, it's the shoe game.com and that's that's buddy from the shoe game. That's mm-hmm. how it always was. Well I wanna say I personally I wanna thank you because I always checked in back in the day. I appreciate it. Uh, did you check the on the shoe game.com and all that good stuff? Oh he said it's supposed to come out this day. <laughs> <laughs> so with your um, your status as far as the, with the blog, the blog, did you know? Did you ever had a camp anymore? Like, did you did you have that uh, that connect? Was you plugged in? 
I camped, <laughs> truly camped. Let's say, what's the last camping like? The last shoe that I truly camped for was um, the TNT Hyperdunk. Y'all remember that? TNT. It was 2008, the Nike, <clears throat> the Nike Linux store. So this, 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 y'all remember Nike Town at Phipps? Mm-hmm. Yep. At one point, Dornbreaker 8's release, not soon Dornbreaker 8's, Dornbreaker 1's release, Nike Town at Phipps was still open, and the Nike store at Linux, Linux. had just opened. They both got shipment. <laughs> both got shipment. So later on that year, you got uh, Charles, Ernie, Kenny, TNT, right? I don't know, I guess maybe Shaq wasn't on there yet, because Shaq not on the shoe. Yeah, Shaq wasn't on there yet. Um, the Hyperdunk, this was when the Hyperdunk craze was going, and Kobe had jumped over to Aston Martin and all that stuff. They released the 48 pairs, TNT Hyperdunk, <laughs> all them on the tongue uh, on the shoe. I'll pull up a picture and show y'all. Only 48 pairs. It was hush-hush, too, because it's like it should have been a bigger deal in the middle of that, that hyperdunk um, hype. But a lot of blogs, like, we all reported on that shit hella late because it, I guess it was kind of like a last-minute thing. Anyway, I camped for that shoe, man. I got out there probably midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning, and then the store uh, opened at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning. Um, still got the shoe? Yeah, I still got one of them. I had, got, I had ended up getting four <laughs> Oh, you know what man. I'm saying? Because I, you know, saying I definitely saw, I always saw opportunity in, to make a little money. And you spend, I think, one forty, one twenty, and I had sold like some pairs for like six. But I was hoping they was gonna do them, them uh, McFly prices. That's mm. what I was hoping. But they didn't get enough hype on the ball. So that was the last shoe I camped for. And even before I started TSG, I never did a whole lot of camping. I camped for Hawaii SB Dunks at Ambush up in Kennesaw. Uh-huh. I, I had stood in line, but I just maybe got up there like two hours before the store opened. Right. And the SB game at that time, the Hawaii's came out in like the top of 2006, I believe, maybe like Jan- between January and March. It still was very much like if you know, you know. Um, but to answer the question, like once I started TSG, I still, I wasn't camping. But I still was pulling up to like Walters when Walt got the Titanium 23s and the Finale 23s, the Jordan mm-hmm. 23s, yeah, yeah. The, the Yeezys, the Galaxy phones. Like I was pulling up and documenting that because I wanted to, again, I kind of looked at myself as a, I never really looked at myself as a journalist, but in my mind I was trying to do like some CNN type live reporting, da 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 da, to show the world. Like, yeah. Yeah. again, look at this Atlanta sneaker culture. Yeah. Like, I am reporting to let y'all know. Like, I'm talking to the people on the line and they telling me how long they've been out here and I'm not out here. Um, but I want to show the world that type of stuff or whatever. Um, for, for me, when it came to camping out, I just, I could never bring my, the true, true camper, I could never bring myself around. Like some of them cats were saying like, you know, hey man, I've been, I got out here Monday and the shoe no, comes no. like, I was like, hell to the no, 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 um, no, I gotta, I gotta work. Yeah. I can't do that. I could do, I could do one day. I could do 24 hours, but yeah. anything else, no. So I don't even think I got a twenty-four hour in me. <laughs> yeah, it was. It you was might tough. got a good eight, and it was good it was eight never, hours. Never no judgment, because like I said, I might pull up and document, but I was just like, man, I don't know that I had ever seen a shoe that I wanted that bad to wear. That I was that I would invest that much time, and even the flip, you gotta now you gotta uh, add and calculate your time. Okay. So if you making, you know, what I'm saying your flip ain't nothing but two, three hundred, how much do you value your time if you say you've been out here since Monday? You know what I'm saying? I think that one of the first craziest campouts I remember was the DM, the first uh, DMB, DMP pack in 2000, January 2006. San Francisco, like Nike Talk was posting pictures of Nike Town, San Francisco, like the dudes had maybe got out there like, I don't know, man, like a, like a, 
a whole week or a couple a week and it was ridiculous but i'm like ain't no way because this is what That's i thought too. too my idea of camp out is like you're here and you don't leave but they had a little system down at walt where everybody knew each other so you come put your chair down there yeah. you sit a couple hours but then you go to work yeah you go take a shower i like to me that ain't really no camp out because <laughs> it's cool if that's what if that's yeah, what yeah. everybody is cool with but i feel like that could complicate things because if somebody from out of town come or somebody from the city who don't necessarily know everybody he'd be like well y'all say got hey, this duffy spot but it's like what what duffy at oh he in class right now <laughs> it could be some yeah. friction because you'd be like bro he's not here now I legitimately take his spot, and then that's where the confrontation can come from. And to me, that's where the camp out thing was a little murky because it's like, is that truly camping out if you get to leave and go take a shit and go goddamn get some eat, something <laughs> yeah. to eat? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You get to what, what you're doing. Tell that's why they hold started on, doing hold the bodies. Let, let me go handle that right quick, <laughs> bro. What, is, what are you talking about? Is that really? <laughs> they had signing signing sheets and everything. See, the signing sheets is actually cool because you can't change that list. So if the people was be like. All right, we're going to do this list. Only got 48 pairs. Once this list is full, it if, don't if, even if, matter. If the store was doing that. But you yeah, know, yeah, people, yeah. The, the line started doing that. Oh, you so know what? The line, I remember we did the, um, the dorm record census at uh, Lennox. Bro, I was up there, and it was and, two, two different lines? Yes. Luckily, I was on the right side of the line. And then, even <laughs> though we yeah. had this list, when they opened up that door, everybody still flooded. Bro, so, that was a crazy-ass moment in Atlanta sneaker culture history, bro. That was a crazy moment. That, that I, I got up to the line again to document. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I want to document, take yeah. some pictures. Uh, and I walk up there. It's a line with people's backs facing where the Apple store is. And then it's a line with people's backs facing where, like, standard and all that is. So they, like, on some face-off, like, they about to get down. Great dance and shit. And they, like, hey, G, you know what I'm saying? Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And then I guess when they came out, Trudy was the manager at that time. I guess she honored whatever they line do. with the lit. And then the other side just flipped out. I remember doing a blog post later on that day. I would always do, you see how on Instagram people be like a WRL and everybody kind of recap if they, you know what I'm saying, if they hit or not. Right. I would do a post on the blog and it'd be like, whatever, whatever, whatever shoe, any luck. But cats went to that damn blog post and they was <laughs> arguing. I see you, nigga, you know what I'm saying? Nigga, I bet your bitch ass, you know what I'm saying? Da, 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 yeah. da. I should have smacked y'all like, shit. Like, they, they were, they were 38 hot behind that shoe, bro. They well, were um, who, uh, who did the list? I think it was. Was it, it was, one of the, like, Atlanta got sold? Like, was it, it was one of, one of the guys. I know, I remember one of the guys who was light-skinned, tall, with the dreads. I can't forget, remember her name, but he, uh, he be down there on one Robert. Uh, Fresh number seven, he need to interview. I know you're talking about. I, know you're talking, I, I don't know his name. Is he originally from New York? Yeah. I know so, like, I can't a, think his he name. He got a stupid collection. Stupid. We got to interview him. Fresh told us I can't remember his too. name. I met him. Pardon me, man, if you're <laughs> listening, I, I can't remember. Because my, 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 my boy, Chevy boy, is super cool with him. He be at the Fresh Boutique down yeah. there. So when I, when I talk to him, I'm going to bring it back up. But he said, if your name is on my list, you good. Me and Rob, who we interviewed in Miami, he was like, bro. Put on, I said, say less. I'm going to put my name on this list just in case anyway. Even though I know I'm in the front, I didn't care. I knew I was going to get my shoe regardless. Man, they opened up that gate. It was an old lady in front of me. They had them trampled Not the old I was like, man, come on, y'all. I said, come on, mama. You just going to walk right up into the front with me. I'm not worried about none of that shit. She walked up to the front with me. I was like, make sure she get her shoe. Her son, her grandson didn't wear my size. So I was like, she got her shoe. <laughs> I got my shoe. Rob got his like, shoe. Literally, like, she fell and everything? Like, oh, yes. They, she, they, she, they was trampling her. I was, literally had to pick this lady up and, like, just see, to me, that shit, like, no matter what city you from, when you want something, when you want 
a material item, like not no essential item, right? Just a material item, that bad, where you lose any type of like morale and respect for an elderly person to get some goddamn shoes. Like, I, I be hating that shit, man. That's, and I feel bad. At first, I felt bad for her son, but she said he didn't know. I'm like, why are you out here with us, mama? Yeah. We've been out here all night. Like, what? and mama had her little coat on. She was like, he said he want these shoes. I was like, and you thinking ain't damn. like that? Like, it's a pair of shoes. I'm gonna pull up to the to the location and stand in line. I'm gonna pay my money, I'm, and that's just gonna be what it is. Hold on, real quick. We gonna pause. <laughs> but yeah, nah, that, that shit sucks. Like you said, man, when people lose conscience over the material things and just. I don't be with that per se, and I don't be. Yeah, so <laughs> that was a crazy ass time, though. It was. It was a crazy time, but you know what? I, I kind of miss those days. You really seen the passion behind the shoe. It wasn't even about the money back then. People really wanted that shoe to have that shoe. Niggas like, no, nah, I want this shoe. And I then, wanna, yeah, I want to wear the shoe. Yo, yo, fit right now. You would kill them DMD, um, them DB sixes right now with that fit. Dang, I should have worn. Speaking of fit, so it might get my trophy rooms. Um, hat on. If your uh, wife come up with uh, just side note, like have y'all even like brought it up? You got? I brought rooms? it up. My what? You, you say you got trophy rooms? Fuck no. <laughs> so so. Uh, I don't know if you yeah, had. The I wish. I don't know if you had the episode, but <laughs> we we didn't think that was the shoe of the year because. The people that could enjoy it. That was pretty oh, much, yeah, yeah, I heard that. That was pretty yeah. much like a um, friends and family type deal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I really wanted the shoes. Mm-hmm. So my birthday's coming up next month. And I oh, like, okay, okay. So him and my fiance, I was like, hey, y'all got a little surprise or something? I told her. <laughs> I hope so. Y'all have texts. I, I told her. I verbally said, hey, Sean want this shoe. And you know how she is about those prices. <laughs> All right, cool. So, <laughs> hey, I, so I don't either, want you to just be either, depressed. <laughs> real quick, even with all the, the BS that went on with the shoe, you, you still you still interested in them? Now, when you say BS, are you talking about shoestrings? No, just just it just seems oh, like just, a lot of dangling of the oh. ah ha nah, nah, you know what I'm saying, like that type oh. of thing. So I think that to me, I think well, not to me, but from what I my observation is that that was very off putting, and the people who originally wanted the shoe was like, man, fuck all that, you know what I'm saying? Like you kind of made it such a a, a, a you made it into a thing where yeah. you knew people couldn't get it and yeah. you kind of wanted to dangle it in my face. And yeah. Oh, trust me. Yeah, oh, I, I we, felt some type of oh, way. We had, we, Absolutely. We, but, we was like, Marcus, we hope you hear this shit. Like, we didn't trust <laughs> We didn't trust him. Shots like, if, if yeah, he, I heard that shit wasn't cool, bro. If, if, if I ever get to meet him, and I will one day, you know, yeah. I would definitely ask, like, why, bro? Like, just do your sneakers, you know, family and friends, and then we like, all right, whatever. Just like with the, um, the Purple Fours with yeah. Travis Scott. Uh, friends and family, we was all right, cool, whatever. We know we ain't gonna touch them. Right, it is what it is. If you want them, you are gonna pay twenty. But don't portray it like yeah, like I'm oh, gonna give everybody a chance, yeah. and then thirty people get and I the guess, shoe. And that's, that's that's my point. Like we ain't gotta you know dive deep into yeah. that. I, I was just curious because I didn't. Do know you how. have them? Uh uh-uh, uh, uh-uh, I didn't. Like, have you seen them in person? Uh, have I seen? Them? I don't think so. Don't okay, think cool. That. I feel better then. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think. I don't, honestly, I don't think. If he would have said, yeah, I got him, I was like, and to keep it a bug, if I got him, man, them things is, you know, gonna so go, no, they're going to go to the, so, to the person so who wanted them. So nobody said, hey, you want to pair of these, these trophy rooms? Uh, uh-uh. Okay, I really feel better. I feel better now. Nope. I ain't that, you know, I, I used to have better access at a, at a point, and I still do get opportunities now. Um, but I just also keep it. A hundred too, man. I don't really be forcing no relationships See, and stuff like that. Bro, like me, I everybody's. I know you can get industry. I'm like, you know what? 
And once upon a time, it ain't nobody I can text on my phone to get it. But now I only have like a couple people that I can get it for, for retail. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say resale. I got a million resellers. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But for retail, it's only a couple people that I can reach out and just tap in. And they can be like, I got you, bro, because we've been locked in for so long or whatever. But times has changed. It's, it's new faces. Like, I remember um, when we won the women's satin. I went to South Lake. And Jay uh, Ralston was up there, Manolo yeah. was up there. So I was over here, it's like, damn, we ain't seen this face out here in a long time. And the little kids looking like, who are you? Mm-hmm. Who is this nigga? <laughs> how do all y'all niggas over here? They're like, so you, how many shoes you got? I was like, a lot, bro. But it's, I'm retired. They was like, and then of course Ross was like, this nigga the man, y'all better let him get his shoe because he might beat y'all up. For real, for real. I was like, don't be telling these kids that these kids is crazy these days. Kids is crazy. But no, nah, it's, it's, it's really like that. Like, the kids, they don't know. Like, if they ain't, haven't seen you out there with them, they don't know. But they've seen Manolo and them, so when they, they respect, it's like what they say is lost. So they see, they be like, oh, no, nah, brush out. They like, oh, no, nah, brush out because Manolo said brush out. I don't, I don't know him from nothing, but... Brett said he's solid. He's so he solid. Be solid. <laughs> so I wanted to um, touch up on this. Uh, so on Clubhouse, right? So um, if people don't know, Clubhouse is pretty much like a, you know, everyone gathered around and have discussions, you know, amongst each other or whatever. So on Clubhouse, when that whole little shebang happened at Nike, mm-hmm. or his son, right? And I heard a piece that you said, and, and uh, one of the guys, I don't know his name, um, I guess he disagreed with what you were saying. Ben you, Baller. Ben, that was Ben Baller? Ben Baller, yeah. I thought it was another guy. No, because you was like... Um, and correct me if I'm wrong. He was like, pretty much nobody gives a damn about. Yeah, and Ben was like, don't say that. Don't say that. Yes, oh, so do. that was Ben. Yes, that was Ben. That was Ben. Okay, ben. so um, you know, I'll just paraphrase him, whatever. But, but elaborate on what you were saying or what you were trying to say. So, I think what was the main what was the main question? Uh, I think Meezy was asking me just my thoughts on how things were going with Nike as far as like the pro- the product. Right. People seem to have an issue with saying. Hey, Nike, just make more product. Personally, I don't think that that's the overall solution. I don't think that everyone walks away happy. Right. Because, uh, one, I feel like if they make enough product for everybody to have it, then everybody ain't going to want it. Right? That's one side of it. I think. And then the other side of it is if they do make more product, it's still not going to be enough for everybody that wants it. Right. So it's almost like I it's almost like I can't even really fully satisfy y'all. And my biggest thing, what I was just saying is that when when we know that well I don't say we know, people that's been paying attention know that there's there's been a lot of internal issues within Nike and other companies too. It wasn't me just singling out Nike, but we was talking about Nike. I was like do you think that the sneakerhead culture is that important to their bottom line and their business and their investors? Each fiscal year and right. these aggressive targets that they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Are they making money from sneaker culture? Absolutely. But is it what's keeping the lights on? No. no. And so my <laughs> point to him, or not even him, my point of what I was just trying to say is that I don't think, and they could prove me wrong if that's not the case, I don't think that the sneaker culture has ever truly mattered to Nike. I don't think so. You know what I mean? And uh, Ben wasn't even really trying to let me get my joint off. And as you know, shout out Ben, man. Ben, he was all over that conversation. He had something to say about everything. But it, oh, and, I, and again, I didn't mean that we don't matter at all. Like, right, clear, right. Clearly, we know we matter to some right. degree. But right. it's just they're not waking up in the morning like, hey, how do we satisfy sneakerheads today? Yeah. That, 
that's, that's what I was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, that's basically what I was trying to say. I think, in a sense, if Nike then was to flood the market with a lot of shoes, what it would do is keep more money for themselves and kick out the resellers. The resellers won't be able to resell a shoe if yeah, it would kill, it would go kill to the store. 100% kill so the resale market. It's, I think it's only a matter of time before a full lock can say, you know what? I thought are we going to let them make that extra money or are we going to just make our money and dead them from making their money? Because these days, the resellers are becoming their competition because they're buying it and they're doubling their profits. So they're like, damn, do we raise the prices on the shoes? Because they're clearly capping mm-hmm. an extra $200 on the shoe. Their people are still buying them. So do we try to raise our prices up to make some of that cap that they're stealing from us or whatever? Or do we just make more shoes and they don't make no money at all? I think making more shoes makes more sense than that because I feel like, take the Dunk, for example, for whatever reason, if Nike just took the retail price up to 200 as long as there's a demand for that product, the reseller's still going to buy them at 200 and somebody that, that feel like they absolutely need... It's gonna pay three. It's gonna yeah, it's gonna pay three, three fifty. I'm not paying two. So I think the way you <laughs> the way you kill that, like you said, is to ben make J- more ben pairs. I said a regular dunk. <laughs> I pay two hundred for an SB dunk. Okay. That, that's me, man. A regular GR. GR yeah, going that, to that should be that used to be sixty five dollars, yeah. seventy five dollars. I'm not paying it, more than the, a buck twenty it, for you. I heard 40. it went down though. The, the dunk and all that stuff. The, the value went down on uh, like on stock eggs goat and all that good stuff. Well, yeah, I think that um, yeah. somebody I mean, was telling me because I, I had posted something. So they were saying like the the high. The how I say the highs. The but they, I guess they said that the highs don't have as much of, of a, a demand as the lows. Um, let me let me ask y'all this though. Um, take uh, I don't know. Take any recent Jordan one that came out, right? Okay. If everybody could get a pair of that shoe, take mochas. That's something that's on top of my head. The, the mocha ones. If everybody can get a pair of mocha ones, like meaning like right now, how we all probably can go to whatever store mm-hmm. and buy a pair of Stan Smiths. If everybody can get a pair of mocha ones, but everybody still want mocha ones. No. I think it would just be the people that really want ones. Yeah, absolutely. But the, the hype around ones would die it's because get. now it's too easy to get, right? But if you remember back in 2005, 2006 days, ones was going on sale. 100%. Like, I was working at Fent, probably for that at the time, and I'll never forget um, the Do the Right Thing ones that came out. With the white metallic red, the white metallic green, those shoes are high as fuck and so hard to get. Now I'm like, dude, Jeremy got those shoes for like sixty bucks, no discount. He didn't even have to use my discount. He was like sixty dollars, bro. Eleven me, I need those. Like, but today when those metallics coming out, like folks are taxing like three fifty off top. Like it's a one, it's three fifty, bro. I'm like, are you are you tired of the ones retro ones? Like, are you like, do you need another colorway? No, I don't. Cause the uh, cause me and him we always had this argument. We argue every so, week about this shit. The shadow two point right? Mm-hmm. I was like trash. Why? Was, Cause we didn't need that. It's, it's not not need. a need, but you call it a trash. It's still a dope no, colorway. It's a gray and black. Trash. I'm just saying, like we didn't need it. The idea of that is trash. We didn't need it. From a business standpoint, of course we get it. Right? They gonna put keep oh, putting yeah. ones out as long as people buy them ones. Yeah. <laughs> but from your know. standpoint, from like. Culturally, creatively, it's just a little bit more of the same. But I think that's just kind of speaking to what we're talking about is it's like I feel like as long as Jordan 1s are considered cool and hype, that's why the demand is so high. 
If every because that's everybody keeps screaming, just make more pairs. If, if they make more pairs for everybody, y'all not gonna want them no more. <laughs> yeah, just just, just look, Yeezy three fifty still selling out and doing their thing because now they kind of, in my opinion, crossed over outside of sneaker culture. Right. Mm-hmm. But the sneakerheads don't really care as much about three fifties because you see so many of them mm-hmm. and it's easier to get them, so they don't seem as cool. Right. And if people would just be real with themselves, majority because you do have some just diehard collectors that just want the shoe. Right. He got some, he but got you some don't have as many of them. Kanye fans, they're like, I fuck with Yeezy, and they're buying it just because it's a Kanye shoe. Like, right. I, I know in LA, like, it's some people out there. They don't own a Jordan, but they fucking love Kanye. They're at all his concerts. They buy all his merch, so they want his shoes. Yeah, they tapped in like a Travis Scott fan. Yes. But we talking about the people who just got into the game, and no disrespect to those people, man. But the people who saw on Instagram that it's cool to have dunks, that it's cool to have Jordan ones, or that it's cool to be a sneakerhead. And they just following the trend, whatever. So right now it's, it's dunks, and then you'll look up, and now it's these foam base shoes, and the, the foam runner, and this and that, and then you'll look up, and maybe I don't know, the Jordan Fifteen is now cool, something that everybody hated, and it's I just like if enough people start to say that it's cool, then that becomes a thing. So to me, that, that's why when I see people say just make more pairs, I always kind of be like, I, I under from a logical standpoint, I get what you're trying to say. But from a demand perspective, people are only wanting this stuff because it's so hard to get. Fast. I thought I thought they tried it and, it and then like nobody wanted it. Like stuff with, you would shit, sit on the shelves. Was that? I don't know if they. I don't mean? know if that's because they like made. They it was more giving us more, and then it was just sit. Oh, so and then something like, drastically happened. I guess the whole those, reason- those colorways fucking suck. Like two years ago, we had those. Two years ago, when I was at City Gear, I was which means City we Gear. didn't need it, right? Which means we didn't need that colorway on that particular shoe, right? Going back to your point about it's the shadows. Just, exactly. <laughs> no, because the 2.0 sold out. Because what G-Rock said, that, can everybody wants it because of the hype? Even if oh, they it. don't want it, they want it because it's, like, it's, it's a new one. Like the mo- I don't think the Mocha, like if that Travis Scott never came out, everybody want to be on that and shoe. And if like it that. wasn't Jordan 1 hype, the Mocha would, like you said, the Mocha would have been one of them ones on sale. Yeah, that, you get it and I said everybody wanted this Mocha because they probably couldn't get the Travis and it Kind of like the Travis. Yeah, it's, a, it's a cousin. It's a family yeah. member. So, and that's a fact. Like, we didn't need I just wish that people would be as real as what y'all saying. Like, it's okay. <laughs> like, you don't look like a hype beast. Like, we all are consumers to some degree. You like what you like. At, yeah. at one point, we have all been influenced by popular opinion or hype to some degree. That don't mean you a hype beast. Yeah. But just keep it real. Like, people be really out here just kicking it like you you buying Jordan 1s because you just love Jordan 1s. When it's just like, bro, when you got your first pair of Jordan 1s, then if you love them that much. <laughs> exactly. It's, I ain't going to lie. It's only probably like three people that I knew that bought 1s. Jeremy, Manolo, and like Latson and um, Chasmine. They bought the ones, like, but I know they bought the ones because they like dunks too. So and it's such a similarity. It's, it's in a the similar design. shoe, yeah. so it, it, it never failed them. But me, I didn't necessarily have to buy one. I'm flat footed already. Them motherfuckers ain't the most comfortable shoe for me. Oh, it's definitely not a hooping shoe. I'm gonna I'm buy a three before I buy a one. That's just me personally. Threes are my favorite shoe, so I don't give a fuck if I don't really even care for the colorway. I would buy a colorway that I don't really care for over three, and a colorway over one that I'm like, uh, that's a cool one. My per se. Speaking babe. of three, I buy did shoes that I want. Hmm? Did you get the I Mama Year? Everybody in their mama's wanting that shoe. And hey. they actually restocked um, recently. Really? Yeah. When I say that shoe is nice. Did y'all get them? Yeah, we want to hit on. Yes, uh, access. Thank you. That's what's up, man. That's <laughs> what's up. I heard, I heard y'all. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad y'all got them. Man, <laughs> man I was so I, I heard. I, I forget what episode that was y'all were talking about. He's like, hey, we need them. <laughs> something, something, something. 
You know what I mean? Like y'all, y'all was talking that shit, but like respectfully, it was it was, it was some respectful yeah. shit talk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And look, and when I hit, I was like, yeah, he hit first, so I was I was I was happy for him. But I was like, damn, I ain't gonna hit nothing. You was like, I'm happy for you, but nigga, I ain't got my face. So he's like, well, no, fuck it, at least one of us. But got I, I, I wouldn't like, hate because he got him, of course. And uh, I've been hitting, I've been hitting some good stuff lately. So. I was, you know, you know, he. But he know, he know. I, I first off, it's yeah, a three. he loved threes. Threes mm-hmm. is my so, shoes, and he, like I said, I haven't really hit nothing, and so I don't even be going. And sometimes for shit that you I don't really try want. either. Actually, because I only I go for stuff him, that I really I told want him to go. Wear. I said, bro, go. He's like, bro, I'm not hitting. I said, just into the raffle. I literally was not going to do it. I was like, no, bro. He was like, bro, just. I was like, all right, bro, I did it, and then I hit. I was like, oh. Fuck, I can't wait to see this one, man. I'm happy for y'all, man, because ain't nothing like genuinely wanting whatever. I mean, we're talking sneakers, but genuinely wanting a sneaker and just being able to get it, wear it, and enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Like, for, re- for retail, yeah. that's, that's my favorite forecast. Like I said, we can get whatever shit we want if you want to pay whatever price they got out there. But to just, like the old days, from the straight from the store, get your shoe, man, no hassle about this shit. Yeah. You like... I appreciate it. I'm old as fuck. I don't got time for all that. Same thing. That extra bro. stuff. Like a lot of so. stuff I ain't even really trying to get. I know I don't need any more shoes. Obviously, I'm going <laughs> to see some shoes that I want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I don't, I don't. And that's another thing I was talking when we was on Clubhouse. I was like, bro, I'm not losing no sleep over. Like, I, I laugh at the memes or the sneakers out. But it's, it's not messing up my day. Like, some yeah. people's legit pissed off the yeah. entire Saturday because they couldn't get no shoes. I'm like, bro, you got to look at your priorities, my nigga. Oh, like, yeah. Folks, it they can't take no L's personally. I'm mad for two minutes. And then I'm like, whatever. And fuck, Nike, they need to take care of us. They need to do I'm like, bro, y'all starting to care a little bit. Way too <laughs> I, much. Like, when I be saying that, I just be looking like, bro, to keep it G, Nike don't know you. You are a number. I shop. I spend so much money. You still a number. That account that you use is just a number. <laughs> they ain't looking at that number like, oh, look, that's Duffy. Yeah, we're going to give him that shoe. Man, they don't care. Like you said, they're not waking up in the morning saying, this may sure pee and Duffy. Bro, and that's, that's, that's the point that I was Saturday. trying to make on, on Clubhouse. Yeah. I wasn't trying to chomp yeah. us off as a, as a community because yeah. obviously we clearly see the, sneaker, the sneakers app is – is birth from sneaker culture. Right. That, the way they speak to us, the, the lingo, the terminology, the fact that Nike is even giving shoes nicknames and colorway nicknames. Like right. they never, it was always just Air Jordan, Black Red, but they wouldn't call them reds and stuff like that. Like right. that's something that the sneaker culture influenced. Right. So that's all I was just trying to convey mm-hmm. when I was talking on Clubhouse. It's just like, bro, this, these folks ain't waking up thinking about you and, and you making to... your day. And not, not even just them, but even just a lot of corporations. You know right. what I'm saying? It's just, that's, that's just kind of how it is. And I wanted you to finish before he was like, you know, I guess respectfully being rude or whatever. But I wanted you to get your point across. I know he's passionate. I know he knows people. Yeah. Hey. So he might, he might be really behind the scenes or whatever. And I also want him to elaborate on the whole Sean Weatherspoon thing as well, as far as the Nike and the Adidas thing. But... Yeah, I know it's, I guess yeah. it's, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, other stuff in the behind the scenes or whatever. But my, um, my last question, or our last question is, um, do you think Greg Street gets his flowers as far as the sneaker goes? No. No. Nah. And, and, and the thing is, I'm going to if you would. No, 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 go ahead. I think that majority of the, the sneaker community that's been around, that's been doing this for some years, they've seen the, the, um, the, the Show Me Your Sneaker Collection video that we did. And 
even before that, if you just had been paying attention, like if you had been coming to sneaker friends events and stuff like that and looking at recaps on, on the blogs or whatever, you know, like street got heat. Um, and street, the crazy thing is he's a radio personality. So he has personality. He's not just this dude who's yeah. like, Oh, he got this, he got this crazy collection, but he don't really, you know, like yeah, street, he street got yeah. a lot of personality. He'll, exactly. he'll be a funny dude. Yeah. Um, I just think at the time when he was um, more relevant in the news cycle, right? Not saying that he's irrelevant in the right, news right, right. cycle of sneakers. When you saw him on Hypebeast and different stuff like that, content that they was pulling from the shoe game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at that time, the people at Nike didn't know what to do with um, DJs. Like they, they let him do like this Air Force One, but it was like, a one-off mm-hmm. type thing where it was like the shoe and I think it went to the Innovation Kitchen and they lasered like DJ Greg Street on it. And it was just like, just for him. So that was like a cool like token. Right. But being able to like later give him a shoe to see that he had enough, um, I didn't want to just use the word influence, but that he just had enough momentum right. and energy around his name to be right. able to do a shoe like they let Clark do and stuff like that. Right. Um, I just think the people that was at the brand didn't really see See that, and I'm to, you know just answering that question. I don't think it's exclusively upon getting flowers means that he got to get his own shoe. No. I just I just think that um, he's done a lot for the sneaker community, starting with Sneaker Friends, the very first Sneaker Friends, April 2006. Um, I can't even remember the name of that venue. It's over there, like in the, off of like North Marietta. Um, but yeah, that, that was such a special event, man. Killer Mike came through. Um, this is like when Prestigious was running, in my opinion, I'm just keeping it 100, man, from, from, from sneaker hype and stuff, Prestigious was running Atlanta sneaker culture, in my opinion. Um, and even starting with that, like Street was doing that stuff, and these events was free. He wasn't making money right. from that stuff. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, just because, again, I could get long-winded with that. I, I don't <laughs> think he get uh, the, the, the flowers that he deserves and... And uh, that's just that's just a fact, and I I don't quite know why. Like I can't put my finger on it. Like not to compare him and Clark, because I know Clark has a legacy that came from like hip hop and things that he did there, and then it also transitioned into like stuff that he was able to do with sneakers and stuff. Um, but I yeah, know, man, put, put some, I know put why. Some goddamn respect <laughs> on Greg Street name, man. I know why, because Atlanta, like they don't look at Atlanta like, well. Uh, yeah, that's that's Greg true. That's wrong. very true. Re- regionally, if Greg Street was in New York, it'd be over. With. There you go. That's why you're right. You're right. I was so so deep in just thinking. And please, about it. But and yeah, please correct right. me if I'm wrong. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Because you know he was on Complex doing the competition, the shoot thing, right? The 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 battle thing. The battle okay. thing. Yeah. But I I would rather see him as far as like you know the sneaker shopping, you know, or oh, yeah, they didn't give it or that. another. You know, another video, just you know, just like yours, somebody that just you know put them more on the map. Like, oh, this dude, yeah, complex. That they ain't giving that man. That, <laughs> you know, that's you know, that's they not they not doing that. I'm sorry, they they you saw they they let a um, mayor did the sneaker shopping. Well, he bought um, a whole bunch of Air Force Ones at uh, other what's the name as well, yeah. Packer, and I think he went to Fat Joe store too or something yep. like that. Mm-hmm. Go um. So uh, this young man, he always does the five-year goal. So, my brother, yeah, <laughs> five-year goal, wrapping it up, um, man. So, uh, one year, three year, five year. What do you see? What's next for G Rock? Next for the shoe game? 
What you got going for us? What you got um, coming up? TSG, man, I just feel like I'm at a a, a rebrand, reintroduction stage like we talked about earlier, man, because I understand the disconnect between the people that was around for the early blog days, the people who actually went to blogs for information. These right, kids right. don't know nothing about going to blogs for information because they can get their information from you know Instagram pages, Twitter, Facebook groups, and stuff like that. Um, so I'm just kind of just like reintroducing that, that whole business model of monetizing TSG, doing all that. So I'm working, working diligently on that. I got some um, for the city outside of, outside of sneakers that I've been working on. Um, I don't want to announce prematurely, but I got, okay. I, I got, I got y'all. I'm Looking a, forward to I'm it. A, I'm going to bless y'all. You know what I mean? Um, I've been, and I'm, I'm excited for that. That ain't got nothing to do with me. It's just something that I've been wanting to do since I moved. You know what okay. I'm saying? It's just, and it, it really came from me moving to have a greater pre- appreciation because it's nothing like uh, being away from home puts different things in perspective. Right. Like when you in Atlanta, like I see you got your braids hat on, that's obviously just something that we do here. But it's a default thing, right? But being away from Atlanta, it's like you feel the need to want to rep even harder. At least I'm, I'm speaking from my personal yeah, opinion. Yeah. I think a lot of other people could relate. Right. So that came from me leaving Atlanta and then later moving to Switzerland and just 1,000% being at Paris Fashion Week and be like, bro, I got to let these folks know that Atlanta is out here. Like, somebody from Atlanta is representing this particular space that's a part of our culture, fashion, sneakers, and all that. Um, so, yeah, working on that, that's, that's super, super soon. Um, dad life, you know what I'm saying, might, you know, might be having another kid. I don't know, you know what I'm saying. We going to see you guys. <laughs> Uh, shout out to the Godfather, man. He keep us busy. Um, but I mean, honestly, that, that's that's pretty much, man. TSG uh, rebranding that, um, and just yeah, rebranding and just working on things like that. Now that COVID is starting to clear up a little bit, get back to recording, show me your sneaker collection. Uh, like I said, working on something for the city, and um, I got this project that was inspired from my time living in Switzerland. It's called Yolen. And it was just a creative project. You know, I want to put some more energy into that. Um, okay. But my, a lot of my creative energy got killed last year. A lot of the plans that I had because of COVID. It just, me personally, I just didn't feel comfortable, like, putting out product in the midst of, like, the pandemic and then the racial tension. I was just like, this shit just, in my opinion, just wasn't that important. Even at one point, it was hard for me to even want to run the shoe game account because I was like, bro, there's real shit going on in the yeah. world. Do we really give a fuck about the next shoe? Like, how important is that really? We, we that had an episode. Time? We was like, damn, do we want to even yeah. shoot right now? People don't want to care about this podcast. Yeah, that shit was just hard for me to, talk like, about what's going process. On it's there. like we need each other as people, checking on our family members and stuff, and just making sure we're in a good mental space. You know what I'm saying? So that that, that kind of delayed a lot of stuff. But that's something that I, I still want to do because it's fun, man. I never thought I'd be goddamn living in Switzerland, man. So That's crazy. Those, those, are, the, those, are, the, those are the things that, that – um, if you talk about, like, within the next five years, man, um, and I'm super excited about the Atlanta thing, man. I, I think that that's going to be something special, and I think people going to fuck with it um, the long way. And uh, I'm going to ask you about the Switzerland thing off, off air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. We definitely can talk about it. Out of the country living? <laughs> hey, bro, trust, trust me, bro. I was, I was talking to my mama before I came here, and I was like, I talk so much about it, like, just inside the house or whatever, because it still blow my mind. Like, I'm from, I originally stayed on the east side. Like I said, went to Bob Mathis, went to Chapel Hill, seventh grade. We moved to the south side. I was supposed to be going to McNair. My mama didn't want me to go to McNair. Went to Emmett Middle School, eighth grade year. Then went to Creekside, because I'm staying on the south side. Okay. Should have been going to Bannica, but they rezoned Pointer Ridge slash Shady Park to Creekside, ninth through 12th. 
And so that's my reality. That's from that's fucking you. second grade to goddamn 12th grade and going to Georgia perimeter and all that stuff. I ain't never think I was even going to be visiting Switzerland. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you talk about somebody about going to Europe, they want to go to Paris. Obviously, yeah. they want to go to London. Maybe they want to hit a, a city in, in Italy or something like that. But Switzerland is a, is a beautiful, beautiful country and very affluent, and it's a lot of wealth there. But that's typically not something that comes out somebody's mouth is saying, like, oh, I'm trying to go to Switzerland. Right. So me living there and then looking at, like, looking at the map and geography more now that I'm living in Europe, Virgil had just got um, – the, the Louis Vuitton position. And I was like, I was on Hypebeast, and I was like, like, Paris Fashion Week coming up, and I was like, shit, I looked at the map, I was like, shit, we stay next door, you know what I'm saying? I was like, <laughs> right I, hey, I had told my girl, I was like, um, how you feel about me going to um, Paris Fashion Week? She like, she's so goddamn cool, she was like, shit, yeah, you know, I'm gonna be, be doing what I'm doing, you know what I'm saying, go. And so I went, and you know, Atlanta folk gonna finesse, they gonna do what they gotta do, so end up being able to go, and it was at the Off-White shows, at the Louis show, and this shit was blowing my mind, because this is stuff that I saw on Hypebeast and House and Body and Slam X, Slam X Hype and Freshness Mag, and I'm like, damn, a young nigga from Atlanta is out here for real, like, really repping with the A-Town hat on, you know what I'm saying, vintage Cartier's on, like, that shit is just crazy, so I like, I don't be really talking about that more public, because I don't never want it to come off on some, like, Better than because that's never yeah, my vibe. It's right. just I'm really a young nigga from Atlanta and I lived that shit. I never thought in my mind, right. like, young nigga from the South Side, really East Side by way, shape, you know, all that shit. I mean, that's, that's even crazy. even being out there with Gunner that next year when his shit, when him and him, him and little baby had dripped too hard, that shit was like ringing off. To see him out there, two two different generations, like because I'm older than Sergio. I know him at Sergio, you know what I'm saying? I gonna, you know what I'm saying? I'm out there and I see him walking in. I'm like, Sergio! He looking like, the fuck you doing out here, you know what I'm saying? And then we talking and we walking in the show. And that, that was just a surreal moment because it's like, I'm so proud of him coming out of the hood and all the shit that went on and him making it out, being alive, not in jail, flourishing out here in these streets, like flourishing. Yeah. And even, even me, you know, not quite flourishing on that level, but you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> just we, we made it out that shit and we hear, to me, that, that was fucking with my mind because it was just very surreal. Not saying that it was never possible, but I never, just if somebody would have told us in goddamn 2001 when Sergio probably was goddamn 10 or 11 or some shit, but like, hey man, one day, you're going to be a big ass rap star and your goddamn big head ass going to be living in Switzerland. Yeah. We would have both been like, why are you crazy? Switzerland? That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and that, that would have been the end of that. So it's just like being able to, and it wasn't exclusive to living in Switzerland. It's just what that granted me access to be able to hop over to Paris Fashion Week, being able to ride the train down to Milan, Italy and, and people watch and just see true fashion in it in a sense real time without having to look at what it looked like on Instagram. Like I'm sitting here in front of Duomo Cathedral looking at you know what I'm saying? The Milan or the, the Milano culture. It's just, it, was just, I, it was just blowing my mind. And again, we've been very nostalgic on this episode and yeah. going down memory lane. Y'all <laughs> hear that passion flowing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that really wasn't my intent. I was just saying, like, really kind of got into that about talking about TSG memory lane. Talking about Yolan. <laughs> yes, it's just some good memories, man, for Atlanta, for a lot of people who knew to it, who don't know that Atlanta and the South been putting on and really been doing this for a long time. Now the visibility is there so people can see. But hearing these stories, I think, was important, man. Absolutely. We go way back. We went. We ain't just been doing it like two, three years ago. Like we, yeah. we legit been doing it. It may not be. It wasn't as big. It wasn't as many people doing it as it right. is doing now. But make no mistake, 
Atlanta definitely had been getting busy in the sneaker stuff, man. So all of that stuff, man, just tying into like my my goals and stuff, man. Um, that kind of like me got into that whole Switzerland bag, but yeah. that's it, man. That's that's what I got going on. I appreciate y'all before we get up out of here. I yeah, want to thank y'all. Uh, I want to encourage y'all to stay consistent, man. Yes. Um, because that's again, I never thought TSG would be what it was gonna be, but it really was just that passion and that consistency that drove me into a space that I never even knew. Right. Knew people was gonna know my name. Knew that people was gonna know the shoe game dot com around the globe. Like that shit crazy. So I'm proud of y'all because we. From my knowledge, never had a dedicated sneaker podcast out of Atlanta. So obviously, I'm here to support. You know, you're the second person that said that, and, I, and that that's motivation that's how, itself. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's yeah. what we wanted to do. So yeah. to hear it coming, especially from an OG fellow like yourself, and you know, somebody we've I've known for hell. Like I said, I think I met you when I was like 17, 18. So I'm 33 now. And you talk about Dustin, man. Like that's that shit so crazy because <laughs> Dustin was a, he was a little bit younger. Yeah, he was a year younger than me. Yeah. And yeah, I think me and Dustin graduated. Graduated, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just talked to Dustin too, like a couple of days. But to ago. see the stuff that he had, you just know, like that was proof then that Atlanta, we we really been doing it, man. So I just want to encourage y'all, because and that's why it was important to me. It wasn't about like, um, oh, you know, let me go do this or whatever, whatever, because it's this big ass platform. It's like, no, nah, it's like shit, nigga. Like y'all doing something in Atlanta, y'all reached out. Let's do it. Like let's let's do that. And then to y'all point, which I was um saying on the earlier episode, this is y'all get to the point where when people drop through the city, they know. Like let, let me let me stop through and holler at sneakers ruin my life. And and they might not even be Atlanta folk. They be like from New York, but I know that I know the name and I want to tap in and just have a conversation or whatever. Like y'all could yeah. y'all could be that space. Like when people go to New York and they want to touch with uh, Breakfast Club or Hot Ninety Seven or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I'm proud of y'all. We haven't had many, many <laughs> media <laughs> platforms. Um, shout out to KO and everything yeah, he did. He's, he's not dead, but doing with ATATF, uh, the shoe game, y'all. And honestly, no disrespect to anybody else because I, I don't think I'm leaving anybody out when you talk about like media or some type of, and I don't, I don't think he considers himself media, but just like when you look at these platforms, we haven't had a whole lot of voices for a very long time. Right. It was TSG. And so for y'all to come do it, it's like, bro, like, Keep that, keep it going, cause it's it's stuff, and I'm not here every day in the city anymore. So it could be some stuff going on that y'all could be talking about or addressing or whatever. Right. Y'all feel the need to have a responsibility, and it don't always even have to be exclusively about Atlanta. It's just kind of like with me, I'm from Atlanta, so a lot of the content and a lot of the things you see is gonna shed light on Atlanta. But y'all still love sneakers too, and sneakers is a worldwide thing. Mm-hmm. So don't ever, you know, don't don't box yourself in exclusively to that. But I just want to encourage y'all, man. Um, to be consistent with it, man, because I think that that is uh, important to the city, and it was important for me to uh, link up with y'all. It wasn't on no, you know, what the numbers it is, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. like y'all got this we going on. Uh, like, we, ain't, we ain't came across that yet. That's what I'm saying. It don't matter, though. You know what I'm saying? Everybody had to start somewhere. Like, I, yeah, yeah. I can show you Google Analytics from back in the day when it was just probably me, my goddamn homegirl, my mama and my brother-in-law the only goddamn four five people checking the site. You know what I'm saying? Everybody starts somewhere, and that shit gonna snowball if you if you passionate and oh, people people see you really care about what you're doing. Yeah, because it's hard for me to care if I don't see if, if you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. man, y'all don't really seem like y'all care about what y'all doing. Ain't nobody else really gonna care. But if yeah. people see the passion and the consistency there, it gonna do what it's supposed to do, man. And the right people gonna come, and you ain't gotta do no ass kissing and all that fake. It's the real. It's going to happen Like how it's supposed to happen And you want that anyway You don't want all the flimsy Fake That shit is It ain't in my nature Yeah it's, 
Yeah, all the relationships I got, everybody I met down to, I told y'all how I met Greg Street, very organic, random way of meeting him. And it's just always been that. It didn't have to be me doing the extra and trying to impress him. It's just like, that's just what it was. And I, I treated all my relationships like that, man. So that's that's me personally, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But more so what y'all, what y'all got going on with the podcast, man, just to stay consistent and the right people are going to come. And the people who giving y'all the run around, let them, you know what I'm saying? We reached out. This is what we got going on. We'd love to have you. And then maybe maybe they need to wait for it to blow all the way up so they yeah. want to come. Cool. But just keep doing what y'all doing. Don't let that discourage you. Yeah. Say less. I appreciate, appreciate it. Man. For sure, for sure. And no, no, no. You got anything else before? No, man. I'm just <laughs> glad, bro. I'm just glad yeah. to have That's, them. So um, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, yeah. That, um, yeah. Like I said, big part I'm of. Speechless, yeah. Of, <laughs> like I said, even I've, I've been wearing shoes forever, but. I know as far as going to like events and people like noticing me with wearing shoes and shit. I remember coming to you that table with them damn griffies and shit. That's a, that's I was just a, like, that's a moment in time. Too. Man, I was like, bruh, I want griffies and this and you got a table full of them, even baby sizes. Like, damn it, man. And just like, yeah, man, it's G Rock. I was like, oh shit, what's up, bruh? But yeah, no, nah, that that shit just that was, that was a good time too, man. It, it was. It, it was really good times. That man. moment, we, me and you was. Before. Before we got on the uh, podcast, we was talking about sneaker, um, sneaker pimp. Excuse me, sneaker yeah, pimp, two thousand seven. Yeah. Sneaker pimp, like that. Ah man, let's let's close before we go. Because <laughs> <laughs> shout out Memory Lane, man. God yeah. bless him, man. I wanna... uh, Rick, yeah, um, shout just uh, shout out your um, IG. Yeah, I can reach you in everything. Oh, okay. Um, hold on, hold on, real quick. I just want to say this one little thing, and uh, we're gonna make it real quick. The the Nike factory thing. Mm-hmm. Did did you do you have a calling just to find the grails or something like I'm that- I'm from the old school the, I'm from the old school era of you got to get out and you got to go find it even okay. when the Jays would yeah. come out and it'd be like they sold out you worked in retail you know it still be that one pair one that pair. one size or whatever somebody it's, done brought it, them back it'd be or whatever in Montana Foot Locker in Montana and so you just, just just move around and just oh, go yeah. to the city and you still might find a pair so I come from the the thrill of the hunt oh, I of say, having to go out and find look it. For shit. Now it's easier, like and so I un, again I understand the disconnect. Like I post stuff and these kids is like, yeah, I can't even say kids because it might be some adults that's new to the game and they like get yeah, mad because I don't tell them exactly where to go. But like, but yeah. why would I do that? Why would I spend my time going to find stuff? Yeah, like if y'all see me post something, it's just like, hey, bro, you know what I'm saying? If, if did they have a size 13 or whatever or whatever size, yeah. cool. But people just want me to just put it out there. It's like, bro, I don't come from that era. Like, you got to go out and find it. You got to yeah. go get it. So to answer your question, I think I just, I have a knack for hunting and just wanting to get out and find and what a, I find. And, and there's plenty of times that I go and I don't find nothing. So I think people should know that every time, every time you see stuff, that's not every single time I go. I'm just posting this stuff when I finally do find something. Mm-hmm. It's been plenty of times I've gone and it's a dummy mission. But I don't look at it as a oh, dummy absolutely. mission because that's a part of the game. You yeah. know, you might drive down to Locust Grove and you might be like, damn, depending on where you stay, you drive 30, 40 minutes or whatever and you ain't find nothing. But you know that's part of the game. Ain't no guarantee. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad. You know what I'm saying? I just know. But I might go and they're like, damn, somebody just bought back a pair or whatever or a sample pair or whatever is in here or just some back stock that was in the warehouse of Black Cement 3's just popped up. You, that's part of the game. You know what I'm saying? And you get rewarded for that, yeah. for being diligent and consistent, like we were just talking about. And so that's, that's just me, and I, I love it, bro. I'm yeah. so passionate I've been looking it. forward to it. I was like, what do, you, what do you find now? And then you actually got me on. I'll be on Tanger Island looking at the boxes and all that stuff. Let me see what I And the hash wall. <laughs> yeah, bro. I love, I it's not fair no more because you stay down the street. Yeah. You I can walk. 
Oh man, <laughs> if I stay in walking distance, bro, I literally would go to the outlet every. I remember a quick day. story. I know I keep saying quick because I know you got. It's go. all good. We ain't never wrapping up on yeah. this, man. This niggas ruined my life. Podcast, yeah, bitch, yeah, bitch. Uh, I remember I, who called us. They had the, they were selling the olive nines. Olive nines at, at the Tanger. Tanger. Like, hey, Tanger, yeah, this was this was a minute ago. Yeah, right? yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. I forgot who Texas told called. us. I think I, put, I put that on. The, I think I put that on the blog. Yeah. Man, I was. I was so mad, so mind you, I wanted to get him. I was like, I think I had to pay like some bills. I or think something. he was with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was with you. A hundred on the highway mm. while I was gone. Mm. <laughs> he was like, and you, he was like, bruh, come on. I was like, no, Kofi. Kofi. That's who Shout out Kofi. Not Texas. Kofi. You sure? I, don't, I never had a Texas number in my life. I thought I was on the phone with Texas. Mm-mm. It was Kofi, bro. Oh, who knows? Hey, bro. I, I remember that, too. They got some olive nines, And bro. it was random. It, it seemed like it came out of nowhere. It was like in the middle of the week type shit. It was real out of random. nowhere. It was nighttime. It was nighttime. It was nighttime. It was random. And they had plenty of them in the back. And I was like, man, this is now. A guy going to get him and his friend, buy all the whole thing. They going to take us home, boy. $600. I'm like, bro, come on. Not for olive nine. But anyway, yes. Um, hey. Instagrams. Olive nine is the best colorway out of nine. Not for six hundred, seven hundred dollars. No, 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 no. That's okay. It. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great, it's a great colorway. Yes, but not, I'm not, not for that price. Not yeah, for that. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Um, IG, you can find uh, the shoe game at the shoe game. T H E S H O E G A M E. That's about it, right? Yeah, the shoe game. <laughs> <laughs> I drifted off because it made me think about He's early not, on talking about when yeah. I met Street. Yeah. He would, I'd be in this, um, down at V103 and we'd be doing like drops. So Fabulous would be in there, Bow Wow. I did some stuff. I did like several things with Fat Joe early on. And I used to have to put an emphasis because I couldn't get shoegame.com. Somebody already got it. So it was like, it's the shoe game, not the DA shoe game. So we used to be like, T H E S H O E. It was annoying, but that shit, we had to always be yeah. like, T S G, the shoe game, just so people knew that, that T. Um, but anyways, yeah, at the shoe game, and then on my personal page is on at G Rock Smith, uh, G R O C S M I T H. Um, you did, yes, and you already know what to uh, look for us. Uh, I'm not saying it no more. Uh, my personal is at F R V R underscore ATL, and uh, y'all know Duffy, man. I'm at blessed up underscore Duffy, blessed up. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys, love you guys, man, and we out, and we out, peace. That was fire. That was fire, bro. Man.